Everybody, Kip here. I just want to let you know that this was originally episode 82 of Cabin Ride with me. We went back after we did the first three episodes, uh, month to month, on every full moon following this, and wanted to label this as episode zero of the Name of the Moon All podcast in order to make the series e- easier to follow. Here we look at episode one and two of both the original anime Sailor Moon and the 2003 live action show, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Hello, everybody. It is Comrade Me. I'm your host, Kip, and we have a bit of a uh, special episode and a, a like special guest this week. Hello, Allie. Hi. So, um, to better accommodate our like schedule and to get the like um, zero one movie like looked at, so there's no Comrade of Safer this week. Instead, my partner Allie is on, and me and her are going to talk about Sailor Moon, the like original like, anime. Uh, not the various sequels or the reimagining version Crystal, but the like OG and um, Pretty Guardian, like Sailor Moon, like the like live action 2003 2004 show. How's it going, Allie? Yeah, it's a really nice morning, honestly. The perfect day in spring, almost. A little so far. sleepy from staying up watching Dynamite. Yeah, um, watched some wrestling last night, like AEW. Um, it was a good show. Uh, I liked a lot of it, um, except for like the weird nationalist promo from Cody Rhodes and the women's match was like a real afterthought. I felt like, but besides that, it was like a really strong show. I cried a lot, but that's every episode. Yeah, no. Um, friend of the show, Sid, I think is going to have some thoughts on just retiring like SCU and probably the start of the like CD like retirement or two like over on like Rager's players like on their Twitter so that's a bit I have thoughts too just none of them are intelligible I mean yeah uh that's why that's why wrestling does what wrestling does really um my question for you though Ali is um so maybe like a dumb question for us but for the listeners, um, what do you really know about like Toku? I guess or like Tokusatsu. Um, pretty much just what you tell me. Um, special effects and people running around in fun costumes and. Okay, that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, no, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've been doing this for about like eighteen months. Like, um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, just um, we haven't watched much Toku together. We keep. Trying to watch Comrade Akiva, but that I just like the evil bat like thing. That's fair. 
Yeah. No, um, I think there's a lot you would like in these shows, but um, basically only watch like Kamen Rider like Zia, which is probably a mistake. It's not a good like. I liked the milk guy. I don't know. I drew a picture drinking milk. Was he old guy? A young guy? A young guy. He had cool hair. Young guy. He had cool hair drinking milk. Yeah, that's what I remember. Like, that's like all the guys, I think. Like, they all. Only person who likes young, as much as you. Young. Hey, <laughs> I like a good milk. Okay. I like milk and I like milk. <laughs> Happy Mother's <You>. Day. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so, what you're referencing is my milk. Fetish. Trauma bonding <laughs> secret. What do you want to call it? Um, I want to explain why you're on my ass about this book. Because you literally can't eat anything remotely sweet unless you have a glass of milk. Like, you can't have a bite of something with chocolate in it unless you have a glass of milk. I mean, you're not, like, all the way wrong there. That is, like, a... I am all the way right there. I mean, you're alt-right, uh, but... <laughs> No, yeah. Uh, so I like eat bananas without. Okay, I eat. I've had like a Hershey Kiss about milk. It's like not the best. <laughs> but you would prefer not to. Would prefer not to. I am like the like scrivener, you know. I'm not, not milk shaming you. <laughs> milk shaming sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds much different. <laughs> no, I've been milk shaved. <laughs> uh, I'm. I can't think of who the young boy that likes the milk is. I don't know. He had cool hair. Like, I'm guessing it was Gaze. Was it Gaze? Gates? Gaze? Uh, which one's that? Is that the Yelly Prophecy? No, he's the one in like the weird hardest that's angry. Maybe. Okay. I like Waz. Yes, you like Waz. See, I remember stuff. I know stuff. That was like a top tier like chart that you drew of like Waz and like the plot lines. Or was that something else? Was Kingdom Hearts like no the Kingdom Hearts Xehanort one was top tier? I think that <laughs> last night we were talking about like Metal Gear, and you asked me if it was about like um, the military. No, I, I asked like, you if it was about America. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Didn't know. Uh, yeah, um, and I would love if we did like a lore podcast for Metal Gear. Like, that would be such fun to me, because that's just, like, Kingdom Hearts for, like, the Second Amendment. Well, that makes sound bad. It's Kingdom Hearts for, like, American imperialism. But like, Mads Mikkelsen's not. Uh, no, that's in Death Stranding next right, one. so I only care. Okay, yeah, this is, like, what got what got Kojima the clout to get people like Norman Reedus' penis and, like, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, this is, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's stuff like, um, in a 2012 game, um, he had this, like, person who was the president, who was the final boss of one of the games, like, hey, like, side game, and, um, his big declaration at the end was that he was gonna make America great again, and then a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Wait, is, like, Kojima Nostradamus? And then, of course... When, like, a year before the pandemic, he put out that game where you're delivering stuff to people who are all in separate communities and don't want to be next to each other. or like, And you can't touch the rain. Yeah. But, like, a lot of people were like, oh, is he also Nostradamus for, um, for COVID? Doesn't he have a baby? 
Yes. He has a baby that is attached to the front of his suit that tells him when there's monsters nearby. So the baby is not straight. No, people are saying that like Kojima in real life. Real life is no oh, okay. <laughs> Not the baby in his game or like not in his game. He's not predicting what'll happen. Because that's a shitty Nostradamus of like you make a game where like Look at how good I, I am. I know predicting. the apocalypse is coming, but I'm just gonna put it in a video game instead of warning anybody. Not like Kojima got like hit by a van, then like made a video game, but like beating up that van. Uh that's a reference that like most people should get that reference, right? I don't know. I don't get the reference. Oh, you don't? Oh, um when Stephen King got hit by a van. He bought the van. Oh, I did. Okay, and I beat did it up, that. and then wrote himself into Dark Tower as that van was like an assassination attempt by the forces of evil. Oh, I didn't know it was in Dark Tower that he wrote it too. I guess that makes sense. Oh, you knew like half the story. I yeah. Guess. Okay. Missing context. It's a good podcast. Dude. I knew you were gonna say that. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew you were gonna say that. What is your favorite podcast name that I've like made up? I'm very partial to No Reflections. Uh, can you please say the full name? No reflections reflecting on vampires in media. I really like that name. I really like that one too. What was the other one we were gonna do? Squeeze tip trigger. So does Goldie. I think that one has some like chutzpah on it. But no, um, we should talk about um the shit we're here to talk about. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, am I allowed to swear? I meant to ask that earlier. Fuck no. Oh, okay. Fuck yes. You no can... swearing. Word a word. Oh, um, you just have to give money to like Danhausen. Yes. Well, Danhausen needs big human money all the time. Danhausen is like a wrestler. Love that Danhausen. Who's like an impressionist gremlin, like German, like impressionism, like cabinet of Dr. Caligari, like vis-a-vis like Nick Jr. Go buy his coffee. Gremlin. He looks like he'd like get in a fight with that like pink blues clues. Magenta? Ah. That pink Blue's Clues from Blue's Clues? Yeah. Okay. Sorry that, like, you know who Magenta's name is. I was too busy getting laid. Ew. Our cat just looked at me like I was the weirdest <laughs> person in the world. Just like, you were like, Devin, why were you doing Ginny has never seen Blue's Clues. It changed his life. We should probably show the cats blues clues. They're already trying to jump out of windows. Blue's good, dude, and we can too. Is blues clues toku? Do you think? Does it count? It's not really special effects. Is there? I feel like there's probably times when they're puppets. I'm pretty sure there's times when they're puppets. Is a puppet a special effect? Yeah, um, it's probably not toku because it's more of like the Roger Rabbit like base jam, like mixing live action versus Sesame Street toku. You can make a case for it, like that's probably technically like puppetry and not toku, but I've done. So we could watch Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth. Uh, have you heard of Labyrinth? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, yeah. There was a workshop incident with a person who thought no one else had heard of Labyrinth that just wrote Labyrinth. So we looked at Sailor Moon, um, and Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon um, is the live action 2003 version. But at, at that point, there had been a bajillion um, different animes. Like, it like was like, here's Sailor Moon, here's Sailor Moon um, R, 
here's Sailor Moon S, here's Super S. You know? You watched Sailor Moon growing up, right, honey? No. I wasn't allowed. Oh, I see. No, I was not allowed to watch Sailor Moon because my mom said it was too violent, but really she just thought it was stupid and didn't want it on the TV. Um, so obviously because I wasn't allowed to watch it, I was completely obsessed with it without ever actually watching it and just wanted to be Sailor Moon and wanted all the toys to be pretty and transform and I mean, that is the whole like appeal, you know? Like it's like a very flashy show. Like if it's like, oh, like what was on at the time that was like as cool? Nothing. Like it and Pokemon and like Dragon Ball kind of like define like a whole generation of like people. And um you hated Dragon Ball at the time, like Because I just wanted to watch Pokemon. And those were the only things that were on Cartoon Network. I like as far as I remember were those three shows. I wasn't allowed to watch Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball was always on when I wanted to watch Pokemon. And now you like Dragon Ball Z a lot, right? Uh, I like Vegeta. Yeah. Um, my question really quick. Um, the titular like Sailor Moon Usagi is she a Goku? No, she's not a Goku. What qualifies being like a? I Goku? guess the eating part. She doesn't like to fight though. Is she? And she knows about sex, probably. She knows about sex, probably. Okay. So, is it that she cares about things beyond, like, having fun? Super basic stuff? Why she's not, like, a Goku, like, or like a Bushi, like a teen girl? Yeah, like, she's, like, if you got to see Buffy before she got called more than Goku, before she got called to be the Slayer. Okay. Like, when you think about, like, the flashback where Buffy's sitting on the high school steps with the lollipop, like, that's much more... Be like, no, no, thank you, creepy old man. I don't want this. Like, I feel like that's much more the vibe. Why are you sitting on the high school steps with a lollipop? Like, maybe just like people weren't smart back in the day. That just seems just like a just bad thing. Said so. Um, but what do you think about like the way that she's characterized? Though, like, I love her. I very strongly identify with her. I also would like to know why mornings come so early. I think that's a very fair question. Um, like, I feel like those were like the two very, like, telling parts where I identified with her was in the first episode of the anime when she says, "Why does morning have to come so early?" And then in um, the Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, um, in the second episode, she's like, Luna's like trying to yell at her for messing around with her magical powers. <laughs> It's like Usagi, this isn't a game. And she goes, I get that, but I'm not really good at dealing with complicated things as like major mood. Cause she supposed to be in like middle school, so like ninth grade or like maybe tenth grade. She's yeah, I think she's fourteen. She plays like a little older in the live action just because, but like even then, like she still like comes off as like a She's stealing people's clothes with her magic phone app to dress like them. I really like it because, like, that's uh, my favorite part. She's also like, her design is like to be like cute and like ineffectual, kind of too sexy fan service, or like super like. Um, she's not an ideal character. She's more real character and not do whole. Be late to class every day. Yeah, 
She gets sent to the Weenie Hut Junior Cram School. Yeah, she does. Oh, <laughs> she does. She does. You're right. Um, even stuff like when she starts like fighting, it's like, oh, um, her crying is able to like save her, or like, um, even though Tuxedo Mask says crying isn't going to help, and it immediately fixes it in both episodes. Can we please like um, briefly read like I'll be Tuxedo Mask, and then you be um like her and um read the text that I just highlighted on my notes. Tuxedo mask! Sweet! No matter how bad things look, you must never, ever give up! Okay! <laughs> Just it in one of the episodes. She's like, oh, that's great. Are we going to talk about tuxedo mask now? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> um, so, she meets this dude who's like a hot older guy, but also like mean to her. How old is he? Much older is he meant to be? Okay, this is a weird question. I think I looked, and he's supposed to be, like, in the first year of college at some point, but not now. Like, maybe it's, like, the guy's looking at... He's supposed to be 16 or 17. I feel like he dresses like a grown-up, but I can't tell if that's just, like, 90s style. Well... What did you call them? His accordion pants? The author said um, that um, he was based off of her ideal man. Oh, okay. Which, like, he is very, like, tall, broad shoulders. He's very attractive. And he's very shitty. Like, immediately, like, catches her, like, bad grade and is, like... A jerk! Like, he's immediately a jerk, but, like, obviously in, like, a sexy, let's-make-out kind of way. Yeah. I liked it in um, the live action that then she runs to catch up to him just to bump into him. Yeah, so... Just... To check him um i really like um the way that he is kind of like just this like dude that shows up it's never explained though like i do like i didn't watch the show growing up but like my like frame of reference was like seeing fan art or like being like oh what's this and I'm like, oh that, that's pornography Th- those are weird characters right so like my understanding of tuxedo mask is not having been allowed to watch the show was just oh i love him like, that was literally all I had as a frame of reference was, oh, I love him. Um, And then, so, like, in what we watched of the anime, like, he really doesn't do shit. <laughs> like, his job is to show up and be a distraction and give a cryptic message. So, like, very, like, first season angel vibes, but. Which, like, it's very funny because, like, it's very blatant, too, how he's just, like, being written so he doesn't stop her from solving the problem like it's like good for um it's good for her like at least at the start which she like is super reluctant and like hey you almost hit me with that attack or hey like my leg's bleeding right like in the first one like in the first episode at least like he throws he throws the rose and it's like actually like useful but then in the second episode he literally just like shows up and is distracting to the monster for a minute like it tells Sailor Moon she's doing a good job and then pieces out. I linked a video under your name on the instruction tab. Why does that video sum up my entire sense of humor? It's a really good video. Um, if you um want to watch that yourself, it's the um tuxedo mask video. Like it's pretty high. It's from Wildcats. It's their biggest video on YouTube, but I'm not sure if they're like currently active. But um, so it's just like a good parody on that. But so, Tuxedo Mask's powers are, like, 
So I don't know if anybody at Sailor Moon has like super strength or if they just have like there's like it's like oh like we just have like magic item. Mm-hmm. But um for Tuxedo Mask, his powers are healing and he can generate like steel roses. Okay. So like he's like a support character, which is fun. Like some shitty Pokemon. He is like a shitty like Pokemon. I'm just thinking about Meowth Payday. Like it's like Payday with Roses. <laughs> Like Payday with Roses is my new podcast it's about um, the watching room. Laura Dern movies. <laughs> as good as Dern. Uh, no, uh, so um, the the thing there though is that he actually is like in reference to like a deep tradition of like moonlight math, silver math, like a lot of like the early like Toku and like a lot of like sixties and fifties like manga like heroes are in that style of like mask mask. Tuxedo Common, you know? That, yeah, I did uh, catch that. Um, also, too, is that um, something that might have, like, gone over the heads of people watching at, at the time, but um, he's also, like, very heavily influenced by, like, Lupin. They love the shit out of Lupin in Japan. They're like, Arsene Lupin. I love Lupin. There's, like, a Netflix show now of Lupin? But, um, yeah, like, it's just, like, a... Yeah, um... I'll explain this. Um, it's like he's definitely not a werewolf, and not definitely true, so I'm confused. Um, is a fictional gentleman thief, French? Okay. And just like is like the kind of thing where like in like um Shin Megami Tensei, like he's like um in like Lupin the Third is like an anime like based off of that, and like it's just like um the archetype of like the gentleman like thief um is very much like if not the first, is, like, very important to the genre and, like, very important, like, worldwide. It's, like, almost like how, like, um, very much of a kind with Sherlock Holmes, just we didn't really get it. Weird nationalist, maybe. Okay, so are they playing that up more in Pretty Guardian, Sailor? Oh, definitely. Because, like, like, that's the thing that bothered me with that, is, like, so presumably, like, Everybody's seen Sailor Moon who's watching this or like some iteration of Sailor Moon. So why are they giving Tuxedo Mask bad guy vibes? Here's something kind of funny. Um, so um, Maurice LeBlanc, um, according to Wikipedia, introduced Sherlock Holmes to Lupin in the short story. Sherlock Holmes arrives too late um, in June 1906. In it, an aged Holmes meets young Lupin for the first time. After legal objections from Doyle, the name was changed to Herlock Sholmes when the story was published. And he um, keeps showing up. He's just like, he's meant to be like a cool young sex of stuff. I'm like, yeah, um, your question. Yeah, they're definitely like playing that up. It's like, it's like how we don't have Tintin present in the culture. That- right, but like, like, they're the ship. So, like, why are they trying to, like, fake me out and make me be like, oh, no, is he going to be a bad guy? Like, they're the ship. I think um, you referenced the different speeds the shows are going at. How, like, in Pretty Guardian, they introduced Taylor Mercury in episode two, episode, like, eight or nine of the other show, right? Yeah. I think um, because they're going with, like, the live action, like, Toku, like, Sentai stuff, they want to quickly introduce the team versus in the normal show. He's just around providing support, like very vaguely for like a while, you know. Oh, look over there, a distraction. 
Uh, but no, um, there's also like a history in a lot of these shows of like, um, like when the Green Ranger shows up in like Power Rangers, um, he kicks the shit out of them. They have like a full like arc about how he keeps kicking the shit out of them. Like he beats up their dad. Like he throws their <laughs> like throws their like dinosaurs in the earth. I like, don't like that part. Pees on their toilet, but not in it. It's all. Um, but no. Um, <clears throat> there's like a rich tradition in like Toku of like once they start introducing these like additional characters, they aren't like immediately like aligned. Oh, there's a misunderstanding. Like, Tom Rider, for example, is deep in the. If we got a couple of these boys here, let's just have them beat the crap out of each other. Like, let's have there be misunderstandings or like some differences in like what they want you know so it makes sense to like play into that and like when this came out like 2003 it was like what i would call like peak common writer revival because like all those shows from like the mid 2000s like the early heisai era of a common writer um were like weird dramas that occasionally remembered to like have common writer fights in them <laughs> and like it was like very funny to be like here's like the episode about like um, like this guy that like keeps seeing blood on his hands and washing his hands, and like it's like I'm gonna like save her, blah blah blah. And then like at the end, there's like the mandatory three. But um, so it makes sense that like they'd want to like match the day, I guess. Yeah, it's just like when like a six ranger shows up or whatever, like they want that. But also it's for romantic tension, I guess. Romantically tensiony fighting in the streets. Tension and henshin. Our new podcast. <laughs> Though, uh, I should note that um, the dude Motoki, who's in both, who works at the arcade. Okay, I was going to ask if he was the guy at the karaoke store. Yeah. Okay. He's cute as hell. He's like super nice to her. Like, like, but also has like the energy of like somebody who's like super nice to somebody but doesn't. He's like very much golden retriever boyfriend vibes. Um, and he's much more of like a lazy live action show like barely things to question oh huh this weird past that lets you come here for a year that's fine definitely doesn't look like you drew that or anything a big part of these shows is like seeing what cool base or like zone you can have for like your heroes and i love how hers is at the karaoke place it was so 2000s with the freaking lava lamp and candies and all the colors and yes, it's like, um, it's wild. It's just like, okay, great. Um, but what I should note is that, um, two years ago now, the currently airing Sentai was, um, Kishiru Sentai Roo Soldier. That was like night and dinosaur theme. So, um, in it, the three heroes were trained by like veteran heroes, um, Master Pink, Master Blue, Master Red. Master Pink was played by Sailor Moon. Um, Master Blue was played by Tuxedo Master. Yay! Master Red was played by Matoki. <laughs> so they brought them in as That's like the cute. love triangle. That's cute. Um, and Master Red like also played the original Common Rider in like a revival movie from a couple years ago. Yeah, like, oh, they good. All so it's still on theme. So we're still on theme. But no, like uh, really cute because I guess like she's still known for like playing Sailor Moon. It's fun to be like, oh, like, we brought in this love triangle. I guess, like, they must play it up more as the show goes. 
because you don't add tension without that. <laughs> but uh, no, so um, one cool thing here is that um, you have the purpose of doing like a like Henshin Hero kind of thing is like because you want to transform into something else. And like, um, I really like the way that the show like does do that where she's just like still herself. She still has her own like foibles and problems. Though in like the live action, she's slightly more competent, it seems like. She's definitely a little more. She had much more like intrinsic or innate fighting skills as soon as she transformed. Like it was still very like ballerina fighting skills, but it was much more competent than in the anime. Um when you talk about like 360 degree like coverage from all attacks, when you T pose and spin. You literally cannot be attacked from any angle. Except from above. Who would try that? Uh, but no. It was, like, very funny, too, because, like, they also added the, um, what I, like, associate with, like, the cutie honey power. And, like, you mentioned it, but, like, um, and cutie honey, which also had a live action show around this time. So maybe it was just, like, a peak time for, like, the small show for that. But, um, that show, um, it's about like a robot girl who um can transform, but like instead of transforming, she could transform to like different costumes and like have like her like tits out. So they give her the power to like take a picture of anyone and take their clothes. It's so cool though. Like she looked so good in that outfit that she stole off the random girl on the street. Yes, she did. Because like she's also <laughs> like a so model. Cool. She's somebody who had there's always hot people on these shows. Um, most of the time, they don't have to actually, like, fight much. Well, and also, they're usually, like, models and singers and stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, like, that's why, like, the them. karaoke makes sense that she's, like, singing in the karaoke bar in the first episode. There's a big, like, photo book, like, side business, too, of, like, oh, if you were the red member of this, like, Sentai or, like, this Kevin Rider or, like, Sailor Moon, like, you can, like, just find a bunch of, like, Books of them wet on like not that kind of wet like in like a shirt on the ground in like the tide. I understood. Like um, it's especially big with like Common Rider because uh, people love angry sad boys a lot. Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, what do you think of Luna? I love Luna. I love Luna when she's a stuffy. That's my favorite. I love that that's how um, Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury become friends. Is that she's using her polite speech to her stuffed animal. And, like, that's a vibe. I would become friends if people spoke politely to my stuff. We'd be best friends immediately. I mean, too. Um, I really do love the way that uh, Luna just, like, falls on her head from, from space, I guess. <laughs> Right, like, it makes much more sense for there to be some random little boys beating up a cat on the street, I guess, than it does for a stuffed animal to fall from the heavens. But, you know, happens. Because Luna's basically Rorschach, where it's like, um, her eyes are constantly different designs to her mood. I just like how everybody else interacts (laughs) with Luna. Like, Mercury was super nice to her and, like, polite. And then in the anime, um... Usami's dad, Usagi's dad sees her and is like, she's just like, oh yeah, that's my new friend. And he's like, oh, okay, that's only a little strange. And just is like, okay, we got a cat now. And also, like, um, 
as dumb as the stuff is, it's so endearing. It's and, like, so cute. Gets across so much like emotion and character, you know, and like shows that they are literal. And like I think like that's part of the reason like I love Toku's like what they do with limitations. They're like let's make a really fun like let's pose this stuffed animal as let's make it like customized, um, and it works. Like once you get past like the like like it still works as a character. And um, yeah, I just really love that because. Um, it is much more like fluid in the anime where like you can just have like a cat like talk and do stuff. Um <clears throat> and um is it not the most teen girl thing in the world? Um like there's a point where um you have like Amy like on the roof and she's like, um I'm used to this and sad on the roof. And I was like, Oh, like that's like in my head, like there must have been like a five minute timer until like another team like like got that like roof done. Like Either. a princess diaries when Mia's climbing up and down yeah. the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. But like I just like love how much that just felt like, yeah, that's just what like teen girls do, right? I love that Usagi was absolutely like, no, like I want her to be my friend. I'm absolutely not forcing her to be a sailor scout with me and to fight people if she doesn't want to fight people. Like I'm absolutely not doing this. Like even to the point where like they were gonna die. <laughs> and she's like, no, only if you want to. <laughs> And, like, I love how, like, this is all taking place in, like, downtown Tokyo, like, office park kind of spots, too, in, like, a fun way. Where I love the 90s Tokyo, like, Japan, like, aesthetic of, like, the anime and stuff. Like, it's also in, like, in, like, um, Yu Yu Hakusho. It's, like, in some old, like, Sentai. Oh, there's, like, a real, like, dreamy, like, quality to, like, old city lights. But, um, yeah, um... And the fashion was a lot of fun. Um, the fashion is so good. It's so 2000s. Like the outfit that she steals to sneak into the fashion show as the model. It's so 2000s. Like the chunky sandals and the way her hair is done and everything. But also like. Her doll jacket. I don't like. Like I love the songs in the anime. I'm not so into the opening song for Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, except for the one line, is my body clad in lame and charm, and it's just so good. Oh, dear. Like, uh, it's the perfect, like, 2000s, like, pretty girl dresses, but also superhero costumes. Like, it's a vibe. And I feel like because, like, Toku's all, like, we got, like, the like new starting out like models and we're dressing them as much as we can um and like cool outfits and stuff you get a lot of this like um very of the time fashion and technology of these shows too like the outfits look like you could have made them on like the lizzie mcguire closet game on the disney channel website (laughs) i thought you were gonna say like you could have made them on like one of those like weird fake ads for like flash instead i love flash yeah me too um, but, um, and she says make up, which in a couple of years, um, they'd say wake up for like a bride of Kiva, which you want to watch, but, uh, no, um, th- this show did have one thing I did want to point out, and I'm going to say, um, there's definitely some bi sapphic or just, there's some energy in the live action version. I think it's all bi energy everywhere. Okay. Like, um, Jadeite, though? 
<laughs> yes, that's uh, that's definitely a design. More so than Luna, even. Yeah. That translates poorly to live action. I, no, I, he looks so hot in the live action. He's way hotter than Tuxedo Mask, and it's a problem. Is it because of the contacts or because of the, like, and The wig? contacts are very nice. The wig is very good. I just, honestly, I feel like him and Queen Beryl, I feel like their costumes, Queen Beryl is also big by energy. I feel like their costumes translated very well from the anime into live action. It's a vibe. I, uh, I see where you're coming from there. And that's a big Toku thing, too. Um, you get a lot of um, your costumes. Like a couple months ago now, uh, we looked at Tokusatsu Gagaga. Ga, Ga. Um, and that had like a scene where like they were talking about like so they had like one of the characters like dressed up like a dominatrix to give advice because that like, that was like a trope wearing like sexy costumes and like villain stuff. Okay, but like I'm like finally growing out of the Joker. Like I am not in a place in my life where I can transition from tuxedo mask to jadeite. That's not okay. It's just a. The very like formal costume, um, yeah. So I had like a moment, and I might need to cut this from the podcast because it's too good of an idea. Oh no! But um, where I was mad at you about world building, hate world building. <laughs> so I like found an article about like world building, like faux pas, and um, one of it was that uh, <laughs> if you write a world that is very like egalitarian but there's no queens there's like no like female nobles with power that's still a patriarchy like even you say that in the law there is you no know? um, also if there's no but they're talking about like um if there's no title holders and in my mind i was old school like very like anime like jadeite style like nobility outfits but like the lords had like wrestling titles like over their like, shoulders <laughs> and that sounds like great, honestly. That's right? great. That's good world building. I will go for that world building. I might have to like do something with that, like. <laughs> but no. Um. The so speaking of the bi energy and how attractive everybody is, Naru's so cute. She is very. She cute. is so pretty and so genre savvy. Like I can't get over the fact that she immediately knew her mom wasn't her mom. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> You're not my mom. What's in your lunchbox? Lunch. Shit. <laughs> Should not have said it was lunchbox. So, <laughs> what kind of lunch? Homemade shit. Crap. Crap. <laughs> no. Um, I'm glad she's like gay, like character, and like both. Um, I'm glad that the like nerdy dude didn't carry. Him. He was like kind of like creeper. Yeah, he's like. Ugh. I just the. <laughs> I get. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, he's. Like, yuck. <laughs> um, like, maybe he gets better. We only watched two episodes, but... He kind of, like, screams to me of, like, a, like, slice of life show and, like, a cash show, which is, like, what the live action is, so, like, why have him, you know? Yeah, like, right now he's, like, so friend-zoned that it's just, like, ugh. And, like, his stupid video game. <laughs> so, in the second episode, he builds a fortune-telling game. Which I said, well, that's not really how manifestation works. Like, not really how you do that. You can't just make a fortune-telling game where you program Sailor Moon to be in love with you. But that's fine. Um, 
He says he wants to exchange diaries with her. That's part of their relationship is he wants to talk to her parents about their future and exchange diaries with her. And I'm like, dude, Stefan and Elena don't even do that. Yeah. I like how he bullied the teacher and like pulled her skirt off. Why did she have a smiley face on her butt? Like she's been a very formal teacher so far. Like I know because I've watched like the first like six or so episodes. Like I know like she becomes more of a character and she like gets sucked into this gym that like they're draining their power by making the girls lose weight. And then she like falls in love with like the guy on the radio or something. But like. So far, what we've seen from her, she's, like, very stern. <laughs> Why does she have a smiley face on her underwear? It was meant to be embarrassing, I think, and, like, I'm ruined. And, like, she, she just makes sense as far as, like, oh, like, being, like, a teacher and being respected. That's an issue now, let alone 25 years ago. And in Japan, which is a whole other, um, on, like, how they handle, like, stuff like gender. Um, I do think that uh, it's funny how... All of the villains are also are also older women as well. Not the sculpture, but even that like takes over like the like cramped. Mm-hmm. And like I think like um that's what the show's about. Like, it's like, oh like let's very subtly also have all of these like one offs and stories like be about like confronting like different things that you could be or like align with, like fortune telling that like you value. Like, out in gym. Great, you know? But just, like, Usagi, I love her. She's so dumb. When she's, like, talking to the fortune teller, and she's like, you usually have a line. And he's like, yeah, but there's that new house of fortune, so now everybody's going there. And she's like, oh, do they tell fortune, do they do fortune telling there, too? At the house of fortune, Usagi, do they do fortune telling there, too? In the live action, like, there's this point where, like, she's like, oh, yeah, like, Amy's so cute, she's so Smart. And then Luna's like, yeah, like intelligence is like really low on the squad so far. <laughs> so we need that. <laughs> Luna's just so done with all of her shit already, and it's been like two episodes. Oh. I think that was the real reason Luna was so mad that Amy didn't want to be a sailor scout, was she just didn't want to have to keep dealing with Usagi by herself. Just Luna in the 420 house. Just like, damn. Why is it a 420 house? Because I noticed that too. Why is their address 420? It's fucking. Just the show is lit. <laughs> and too, I think like the Sailor Mercury, like when she became like when she became Sailor like Mercury, she definitely did get like a glow up. And like it's wild how different she looks. Like I get that like putting your hair up and not wearing glasses like a trope. Her hair's so pretty in it. Yeah, it is. Um, did have like a like question for me? Oh, so yeah, so I mean, we kind of already talked about it just with how. Um, the pretty guardian Sailor Moon kind of like speeds up the timeline into bringing the rest of the team together. It's much more focused on, hey, you're Sailor Moon, you're one of four soldiers, and then you gotta go, you gotta go find the rest of the soldiers, and then go find the princess. Um, mm-hmm. and then they're not really so worried, like they're taking it slower in the anime to find the rest of the Sailor Scouts. Um, so like. I feel like, especially in the first couple episodes um, of the anime, like, it's much more, like, it's not quite Chosen One vibes, but it's, like, a little bit more Chosen One vibes, mostly just because she's, like, still in school and interacting with, like, her normal friends. Um, So I didn't know 
if the chosen one role was still kind of like a thing or no, because the focus is so much more on team dynamics. Like compared to Western media? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think this is like one of those questions where I have an answer, but first I want to say my perspective is limited because I don't have the cultural education of growing up in a culture and the various cultural osmosis. Like I haven't seen posters while I'm going to get groceries of what's a popular move now. Like I haven't seen like what's the like people magazine or like star magazine cover like at checkout. What are people talking about like on the train? And also like I'm not like a huge fan of like Japanese culture I'd say and like I'm like not aware of like a lot of various other types of shows. Like I haven't seen like a lot of like dramas that don't involve like fighting right which is like why i was kind of confused because like i feel like everything i know gets filtered down through you and you watch all of like common rider and power rangers and stuff where it is a team so i didn't know if it was still or even like the anime like i watch isn't like the full spectrum of anime i would get living mm. there like um like there's no like i'm never unintentionally watching something in the same way like you might have been like 2004. Oh, what's Gilmore Girls? No. Um, but no. So my answer then to that is I think the chosen one narrative takes root, but that you hear a lot about like how Japanese culture has a bit more focused on like fitting into society and fitting into roles. And I think when you have like the chosen one and like the, oh, it's the hero who goes out and like, makes them change or comes back with like boon for his fellow man mm. like the like super joseph campbell shit i think that notably there seems to be more suffering to do that and like a harder time gaining and like a lot of the chosen one stories i've seen that do fall into that they're not uncommon they're a little less common or just they seem less common because it's about like naruto spends like 700 issues a billion episodes trying to convince a town to not hate him and like to gain their support and even after like he's the chosen one like in like his sequel series um he like is constantly like helping people like with grocery putting up fences and stuff like because like he's just like sending out like shadow clones and like he's constantly like exhausted because he like has like a thousand clones in the city like just do a task which is like Cute and like better than the cursed child, the Harry Huck Potter. Finn, Naruto. What? Huckfin and Tom Sawyer, Naruto. But like, you had like Boruto and the cursed child come out at the same time, and and like they're both about like heroes being like kind of bad dads. But Naruto is so much more relatable because he's just like super exhausted all the time, and like, but no. Um. So I think um, it's just like a matter of suffering, and like it's not like. I don't mind when a hero like gains knowledge and power to fight. It's noticeable that it happens in Pretty Guardian more than in the anime, but I think um there's just like more suffering, but it still happens roughly as much. Mm. And also like um it's not like fun in the same way to be like um a like superhero in Japanese media. Like there's like the balance of wish fulfillment to 
oh my god, this is like a terrible burden, and like I'm like intrinsically marked by like like um in Common Rider, there's this thing called the Cross of Fire, which like they don't actually give like a name to and like make like a proper noun in the franchise. Like I like love proper nouns, but like I love when a franchise like has like a proper noun or something. And um the Cross of Fire in Common Rider is basically um that your powers are intrinsically linked to evil and mm-hmm. that you are intrinsically so there's stuff like um in Common Rider, like Zeo, the episode that we saw, um there's this whole thing of like um there are the powers of old common riders being gathered and then the old common riders being erased from history the monster or like the species that they were engaged with in fight also disappears like well the like that's time corrupting itself like if this evil was to exist this common rider was to exist if this common rider was evil would exist best way to paper over the wound is to like get rid of them both because they're so just like a really cool like meta like time that. travel right i like that not fun to be more like chosen one and even like modern chosen one stuff uh, like black clover or something like that like which is like an anime where like a dude has no magic but he gets anti-magic he's still like fucked up and looked at a hero's dream. that's my very long answer fun. but yeah is there anything else what was Usagi trying to do playing Head and Tails with her shoes? In the anime? Yeah. Like, just, like, if it lands, like, a shoe that's heads, and if it lands upside down, it's tails. That's fun. I like that. Is that, like, was that the, was that what she was trying to do? Like, was that the answer? I think so. And also, like, even if, like, obviously, like, she throws it and it hits Tuxedo Mask, but, like, also you're, like, on a busy street in the middle of a city. <laughs> what are you doing throwing your shoe up in the air? Like, it's gonna hit somebody. Like, you're lucky it hit Tuxedo Mask. Maybe it's, like, throwing the flowers at the end of, like, Shre- Shrek. Not Shrek. Wedding, in general. <laughs> Not just Shrek. End of Shrek. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, at the end of Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe it's like throwing flowers at the end of a wedding, like it's featured in the hit film Shrek. Also from around this time, hmm, uh, uh, might be a plot of, it does hit him though. Right, but like it was gonna hit somebody. It hit him though. Right, so she got lucky. (laughs) It's almost like stories have some intentionality of this. Also too, you know why her name's Usagi, right? Because the moon is a bunny. That means rabbit and rabbit on the moon. And she has... Is that why she has the buns? Because bunny and like, ears and yeah. bunny. Except for also their radios when she's Sailor Moon. Like, I didn't notice that before. Oh, like... She, like, got, like, transmission through them. That was how she, like... That was, like, how she found out that she was in trouble, that Naru was in trouble or something. Was she heard it in her radio buns? That makes sense. But also, how much does it have to suck for Morga that, like, she just gets dead by a teenager on the teenager's first day of being magical? Like, Sailor Moon was not competent the first time, and she still wins. So how much does it suck to be that monster? I mean, here's the thing. Has to happen to somebody. <laughs> sometimes you fall in the house, but the house falls on you, you know? <laughs> um, And at least, like, now... She's has some stalls of fact, like, huh. At least when they remake this live action, like I'll be the first one they have. Like I'll be on the wiki first. Be 
Nope, sorry. It didn't even look like her just big scary water spirit arms. PG. Like creepy, but like weird. I think that is a podcast. No, the biggest crime, one last thing, the biggest crime that <laughs> that pretty guardian Sailor Moon commits is her bedding is so stupid. Why? When Usagi wakes up, it's just like some dumb pink orange like sherberty colored plaid like it's very 2000s fine whatever but her bedding in the anime is iconic there was one scene where luna jumps on it to pick her up was that in the live action or the anime that was in the anime and it looks just like our kid yeah but no um is it iconic the purple with the bunnies and the stars like you know what i'm talking about oh you're right like that is the most iconic I just found like an Etsy. I know I want one. Added in the cartoon of Luna onto their bedding there. So. Sorry, that's my last shout out. No, that's important to know. Crimes uh, against culture. Crimes against culture. Hard. <laughs> if like you're like two sons, like oh, like a son and like an and you each have like an equal stake on like a like title, that become tag team title. So Allie, where can people find you, or can they find you? I don't exist. I cannot be perceived. Object of permanence. <laughs> yes. But no, uh, um, you can find um me on twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at Common Riot with me, CommonRP.com. CommonRP.com slash merch is where you can find our merch with all proceeds going to the Trevor Project. CommonRP.com slash episodes is where you can find all our episodes with links for different platforms. And uh, we are currently soliciting questions and comments um, at podcast at podcast at com. Now, the thing there is uh, we always take questions and comments, but we are making some plans on what to do for the next big thing for me and Steph as we like start like a longer term project for us, like once we were like finish soon with the education of like various franchises and stuff. Like, still have like um, the rest of Gridman, like Dinozone, like still have like um, one or two other franchises, but we do want to like have some thoughts. Do you want to see us go to Super Sentai or Ultraman? Like, do you want to see us like hit the Comrade shows that like chronologically like Kuga Agato or like cherry pick stuff like Comrade or like Deno, you know? Um, or something else like, oh, like let's do camera. If you want to hear me more for some weird reason, tell him I can be bribed with Starbucks and Target. Okay. You can be bribed uh, at paypal.com <laughs> at onlyfans.com slash object of permanence. You're so dumb. There must be somebody who like who does sex work, but who does like be like makes their opacity really low, so they're like a ghost. Like I'm like half opacity girl. <laughs> um I'm um Half sub over on. <laughs> Either way, um, did we learn anything or is there any closing thoughts? Hmm. Oh, and um, real quick, uh, for next time, um, you will have me and Steph looking at episodes one through six of SS SS Dinosaur, or that might be Dinosaur. I think it's Dinosaur, but the first six episodes is that next entry in the Gridman. Um, anime universe, and then you will have um, 
in two weeks a double dose of Godmarter Sabres episodes uh episodes um thirty-three through thirty-six Godmarter Saber and in between that we will be doing the Kamarider Zero One the movie Real X Time will also be coming out. So a lot of fun stuff going on as we plan our summer out. And uh so Allie, watch Sailor Moon and things go better when you don't have Jar Jar Binks around. It's the name of the moon, I'll punish you. That's my only fan slogan. <laughs> <laughs>